What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Beanball Podcast, episode 87. We are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, everyone? What's up, man? Uh, it's been a crazy week, huh? Yeah. Um, it's crazy, you know. The end of August, almost. We're almost in the month of September of meaningful baseball. It's insane. Yep, and um, uh, we just started up on fall ball. So we had our first practice tonight. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, we got the youngest in there, too. So Noah's in there playing. Oh, Lord. Yep. It's, he didn't know where to run. He didn't know where the bases were. But that's okay. We guided him. Um, but, yeah. I did see that the office had a fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still standing. But if you saw the picture, somebody posted Some, pictures. Yeah. It's pretty bad on the inside. And uh, we went there for a coach's meeting the other day right after it happened. And uh, when I got out of the car, I immediately smelled like an electrical fire. So... I, that probably what it was, Dan. Yeah. Well, that thing, who know how long, how old that thing is? That thing's old, man. Like we were youngins when that thing was there. When so, it was still old, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, because I remember someone like saw they said a bunch of fire trucks were hauling ass the other night, and I'm like, I wonder what happened. And then I saw the news, like, like oh, our office got on fire. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like. Alrighty, but well, that's I hope they'll rebuild and make it better. Right. I mean, so, it did need some upgrades, man. Yeah, I, I'll tell you so, that for sure. Definitely gonna be some. uh all right. Some, some, but let's go right into yeah, this, so, this, this streak. So of, if you guys you know, have lived under a rock, you might not know. But for those who are in the know, we are asking ourselves this question. We have about a month and some change of baseball left. Yep. And we want to know, can Pujols get to 700 club? Yeah. Like, you know, we talked about it around All-Star break because, you know, the home run derby. We were like, he's a ways away. It's it's He's got to heat up to maybe have a chance. And I mean, this last I, like two weeks, he started streaking. Yeah, dude, I felt like maybe the uh, the Harmon Derby rejuvenated or something, but um, his, he was the named Player of the Week. Yeah, co-player of the week with his teammate. It's like, like first it was like it was like he pitch hit home run, like okay, he's getting there. Then it's like okay, okay. He was like then it's like oh pinch hit grand slam. I'm like excuse me, exactly. And then two he, home run game. I'm like what pool holes is this? Right. Like, and then he went for like he went like I don't know was it five for five or something and um I don't know he, he was hitting unreal like he yeah had like, like the, five home the runs couple days stretches like oh there goes another one I said excuse me no I'm like we are not doing this right like I'm like are I'm, we? I'm for it so um, then it's you gotta think about it like this it gets you thinking like this is a storyline that baseball wants this number seven hundred club is very rare look. Everybody's rooting for him. Yeah. I, I think the last home run, I, I want to say it might have been against the Cubbies. Um, I'm not sure whether. Yes, were, I think it was. Uh, yeah, because I think the two run home run was against Arizona. Right. That was in so, Cubbies. So this is how you know it's one of those stats that everybody wants to follow in baseball because um, as soon as Pujols ripped it, I mean, you knew it was gone. He hit yeah. a bomb and he knew it was gone. And the, he was in Chicago and they were all cheering. There wasn't that many St. Louis fans there, but they were. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Pujols yeah. had a home run." Because um, everyone knows, like, it's a one thing. Like, people are going to parks now, like, saying goodbye to Pujols because he's like, he can like when he when he got that couple home runs. Like, no, this is it. Like, seven hundred or not, like, I'm done. And, I'm planning on watching baseball next yep, year. And that's what he's saying. He's sticking to his guns. He's saying even if he doesn't get seven hundred now, he's going to retire, which I don't think he needs to prove himself. And he no. knows he doesn't. He, is, in my opinion, is a first time Hall of Famer ballot. Yeah. He does not need to get it 700. No. Would it be nice? Absolutely. Yeah. But he showed enough. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the 700 club was close with A-Rod. Mm-hmm. You know, he came just short. So that's been the last one. I think he passed one. A-Rod now, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, no, he's almost there. Well, I think it's like 97 or something. He must have passed him on something, like bases or something. Something, yeah. And, you know, and then one of his last home runs, 
He's now past Barry Bonds with most home runs off different pitchers. Nice. That's when you know you have a long career when you yeah, have a stat like that. For like, sure. Especially when you talk about Barry Bonds you, from the 80s to the 2000s. Yep. You're talking about Barry Bonds, and now Pujols did almost the same thing. Well, you know, it's exciting because we don't hear Pujols' name so so much the last decade or so. But yeah. when we were younger, like Pujols that was, was El guy. Machina. I mean, yeah. he was the dude. So so it's cool to see that people are getting excited about what he's doing right now. Yeah, like I think today the Cubs presented him two numbers from the Wiggly uh, scoreboard. That's him cool. and Yachty okay. each got their player number. Nice. So it's, it's lucky they're starting to recognize it and stuff like this. So, But when you go in that stretch, mm-hmm. you, some people will start wondering. And you're like, is MLB going to help Pujols get this record? Because, you know, the whole time about the early season, there's a different baseball, loaded or not. Like, is there a way where they might start throwing the loaded baseball into the St. Louis Cardinal games to make sure he hits that record for publicity or, so, so, you so know, a good story. It is a good story. Um, anything Pujols does this season is just icing on the cake. He's, he's with the Cardinals all as well. He's playing good ball. He's having fun. I don't think he necessarily needs to get to 700. And, yes, it's a cool story, and that should be enough for the MLB. Even if they are throwing out these loaded <laughs> balls, he's still got to get good wood on it. Yes. And his teammates would still have to be doing the same. Yeah. So I don't think they're putting loaded baseballs and out there. Then I think he's just relaxed. I think someone said it's still like a very low percentage that he gets to 700. But because he – I think he's, he's, he's got to average, I think, just around 60% playing time the rest of the way for him right. to have a shot at 700. Um, it's been quiet for a few days, no home runs, but it's still early. It's, yeah, you know, this weekend he'll probably get a game or two where he could hit one. Let me, and then Let me tell you what, if he gets on another streak just like he did, it's a wrap. When he gets to within five and there's like a couple weeks left, that's when, play him. that's when you're like, this is it. This right. is when, you know, when MLB TV will go to like at bat when, you know, when um, Cabrera was going to that 500, every, mm-hmm. when he got the 499, mm-hmm. every at bat was shown. Like yeah. this could be history. It could and be. it's going to be to that certain line, especially when I remember when, um, Barry Bonds, when he passed Hank Aaron, ESPN, everyone went straight to the game to watch that moment. Um, I don't know if they'll do it now. It's a little harder now. But I think that kind of a moment, you'll get notifications on our iPhones, our mobile devices, and be like, click here to watch history, possibly, because it's going to be that big a moment if he gets to 699. Look, man, I mean, I know he's lost a step in the last couple years, but this season he's looking rejuvenated. I think he could do it. Um, I don't know if he will, but I just know that he's out there. He looks like he's having fun. I hope he at least pass A-Rod, gets to uh, 698 at least. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or, or get to 699. I hope 700, yes, but like to get within striking distance and have, like, like especially a last game of the season, think about that, like, well, drama if he's one away. I mean, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking if he never left St. Louis in the first place, how much he, he would already and be then, at 700. And then remember, there's two seasons that he missed a good chunk of the season. Like you think yeah. about um, – and he wasn't getting PT the last couple of years. Uh, Ken Griffey, you think mm-hmm. about it, you know those, those Injuries, missed years, yeah. and he got to over six hundred. Like it could, he could have been the seven hundred club. He could have been, but you know, it's we got to keep an eye on it. It's it's get a certain line. We thought about early in the season, like could he do it? He needed what twenty one going into the season. But what makes my point is that when you're talking about getting close to seven hundred, it doesn't matter. No. You did plenty. You are a certified raker. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, you mash it. Yeah, because you think about it now, like, you know, with the rumors of Trout being a backer, like, now you're like, he prosecuted the 700. Now you're like, ah, don't know now. It's tough. Right. And you're thinking about anyone else. Like, yes, there's, you know, Soto has a very long career ahead of him if he stays healthy and a couple other guys. If like Judge can last that long. And um, maybe. you're just sitting there like, 
you don't know if you ever get a chance I think, again. I don't think Soto's going to hit the 700 club. He might. I just I, I like the guys who are really full of power, like the yeah, judges, and they got to be young. And maybe Judge, Alonzo. I don't, I don't even know Judge because he's so much older. I know, but I'm just trying to think of the guys yeah. who, who rake that much. Yes, I agree. But who knows if we'll ever get someone who's close? To but you're right. Again. You get a, get a kid who's brought up at like 18, plays till he's 48. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because you know Barry Bonds stuff. You told him 20 year careers and stuff. That's when they that's got when to 700 and stuff. Absolutely. And, and you look at you know Pujols. He made his debut, if I remember correctly, in o two thousand or oh one. Okay. And we're here in twenty twenty two talking a farewell tour. So twenty years. That's what you need to have a seven hundred career home run career. Yep, I but agree. We'll see if you can do it. We'll definitely keep a close eye on this. All right. Um, so on some other cool baseball news, I know we've talked about these guys briefly, um, but if you don't know, there is a viral baseball sensation team out there called the Savannah Bananas, um, and it sounds like they're leaving the coastal plain to go all in on banana ball. Yeah, so, you know, the viral TikToks and stuff, you know, even ESPN starts showing their games and stuff. Even the Little League World Series kid said his favorite team's the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, I saw that, and then Savannah's <laughs> like, you're our favorite player exactly. now. I'm like... So this is was a college team to give people a shot to keep playing baseball and stuff, and it has changed what they've done. Time limits, you know, they're having fun. They're having fun. The That's stilts, everything. And if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Like, there's so many <laughs> crazy rules of the game. But – if you think about it, they're kind of like a Harlem Girl Drive of baseball. For and sure. That sounds like what they're going to. Like an they want a mixtape. They want a bigger tour because they did a little tour this year and it sold out instantly. Absolutely. Every event was sold out. Bro, and you know they're onto something because you and I even wanted to check out a yeah, game. Yeah, we're I like, mean, is there any, and when we looked at the schedule, they was all sold out except for one game in Florida. And we, we were talking about this before we even knew they were a sensation because now they're on HBO. They're getting their own documentary. They're, they're, got, they're doing big things. Yeah. They got and, a book that came out, I think. Yeah. So I'm almost certain they're going to do a Harlem Go Trailer kind of tour and probably like end it. up hitting like minor league parks, major league parks, even possibly yes. we, we'll see what happens. But this is the, the guy, the director, I forgot, or what do you say? It's like, it was a hard decision, but it was the right decision. Cause I'm almost certain this winter season, they're going to make a tour schedule right. from hell to rank in that money Look, and have fun. I get it. It was a tough decision, but it was the right decision because yes. They are absolutely in a league of their own. Yeah. And now they're making it a thing. And you're right. This is the time to capitalize. They have a special niche that people really enjoy seeing. And you know all those rules that people throw down on like minor leagues and this and that and whatever. It's like, okay, we got to play by the books. But these guys, like you said, are entertaining and doing it. Yeah, and especially if they do tour and then more teams like that start evolving. Yes. And then people are going to start questioning, when could MLB add some of the rules that they do and some fans like a lot? You can see down. I'm not saying anytime soon. You're talking like 10 years plus probably, but if there's certain rules, like there's a time limit, don't matter what innings, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but like certain stuff that they might do it down the line to make the baseball game fun. I don't know, man. I don't see the, the I picture don't, but and everybody people, in the field dropping down and yeah, then getting up. And no, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see down the line if certain stuff people like or not, but I think this is a great decision. I, look, I hope they come somewhere near here next year. I feel like they should absolutely – well, maybe not team up with MLB, but the MLB should embrace this because yeah. these guys are making baseball fun for the younger kids. Yeah, especially even do something where – man, like I don't know if you could do something where like the Futures game or like Celebrity game where a celebrity team instead of versus Celebrity and Celebrity, you have a Celebrity team versus the Hannah bon- the, the Bananas. So the Hannah Bananas. At All Star Game weekend, that'd be cool. That'd be something cool. That would be cool. Because think about it, these college kids weren't, you know, they're having fun, but this is their shot, at like an All Star, like to feel. But I'm pretty sure they're probably 
studs now with these but, viral but, sensations. But think about it. They've been doing their thing. They've been playing teams and banana ball, as they're calling it. If they make this into a worldwide tour where they're doing this like on the road, like like that's their thing, like like you said, like like a Harlem Harlem Road. Road yeah. then they're going to be able to do all the theatrics that they want, and they're going to be able to, to choreograph this. It's yeah. going to be great. I, yeah. I think it's good. I, I like it. I can't wait to see more. I can't to wait hear to more. Tell me less. Take my money. Let's yeah. do this. So you know, everyone's growing on it. Everyone loves it. You know, like I said, ESPN showing it. Everyone's loving it. So. I can't wait to see what the big announcement is once they announce something. If it is a giant tour, I'm a l- we're definitely we're going. looking. We're, we're going to see if we can make it work because I definitely want to see this in person. Yes, document it to have fun. But yeah, so so that's it. So we're going to talk about that. So a lot of people, this is a big topic because you know every year it's like okay, the schedule release next year like that. But this one's big. Yeah, when I saw this, I was about to text you immediately. I was like, well, Alan's going to see this news article too. Yeah, um, but. When all 30 major league teams have to now play each other, which we knew was coming, and now it's official because now the schedule's been released mm-hmm. for the first time ever next year, they will all play each other. I like it. I do, too. I love it. And and a lot of people are like, this is, mark this day of the announcement of the schedule. This is the day that baseball changes. Because they're like, all I'm saying, there's no such thing as the American League National League anymore. I get it because the only biggest thing was DH, but now that's gone away, so there's really no difference between the leagues. Well, there shouldn't be a difference. We've got to be on the same playing field. But I like it because now you get your shot against every single person. But And it's weird because as us being Mets fans here in you know, Norfolk, Virginia, wins the games in D.C. Mm-hmm. There's five games in D.C. Three games in May and then two games in September. That's it. Okay. Lesser fewer division games because you're playing everyone – which makes division games count more. Absolutely. But it's just weird. You think there's two or three series in a year. You can try to figure out a schedule, what mm-hmm. makes it work. Now it's like you have two opportunities to go see your team in D.C. if you want to. It's like, ooh. Exactly. And <laughs> and that's and that's good for the fan. Yeah. Like you said, for us in Norfolk, we like the Mets. We get to see them. In, we would have seen them anyway because they're in a division. Yeah. But let's say you were like a, a Mariners fan or something. Yeah. Now you have a chance where instead of like every four-year rotation, you might be able to see your team. It's going to be every other year. So this year we'll say we're in Anaheim this year. Next year we host Anaheim. Kind of that scenario. Right, and that's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. And that's because I like seeing the matchups that you don't normally see. Yeah. So if we're going to get pitchers and, and hitters that never seen each other ever because they never line up in the division, now we're going to get a chance to see this. This is good yeah. for baseball. So I like it. Instead of like, you know, World Series, you can't, if they didn't play each other that year, you can't say like, oh, we don't know how they face exactly. each other. If they played two game series, it was a split. They This team take 2 0. This team was 2 0. Like, we at least have a record you kind of, judge yourself you know what you're going to go with. of course if it's a two-game series it sucks so you can't really judge much of a two-game series but yeah. it's something it's you've something, seen the right. team you've seen some of the players mm-hmm. at least one of their pitchers or two yeah i, I like I it i can't wait to see how it works out i hope it works out well um i'm definitely open to it yeah so yeah yeah and you know uh first game of season is like march 30th last game of the season is october 1st all right and, you know, of course, Little League game. There's no um, Field of Dream game next year because of the construction of the area. But it's like, okay, we now we can start looking, planning games. That's one thing I like about, you know, during the baseball season, you still get the schedule, but you can start looking and planning for next year, mm-hmm. which, you know, already pulled up Mets kind of looking roughly. And then Orioles we talked about going to because we want to start going to every park. And we, we've Hell been to yeah. Oriole Park. 
we, we haven't been to a game, game there, in yeah. Oral Park. Yeah, we we went there because I think Fan the, Fest. The, the AAA team down here, the their, uh, the Tides, they were handing out free yeah, uh, the, tickets for Fan Fest, right? And we were like, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great let's time, experience man. it. Because Mets at the time did not have a Fan Fest. Yep. They had, um, not last year, the year before. So, um, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to see what Fan Fest is all about. And, and Funny, cool. funny enough, the year we went, Buck Showalter was the, the manager there, yep. too. <laughs> sure was. So it was cool, yeah. Um, but moving on to some other news. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, my new favorite entrance to anything is Edwin Diaz's entrance song when he comes out of the pen. Yeah. And if you don't, if you haven't heard, it sounds like Timmy Trumpet is going to be at the Mets game Tuesday, and he will be throwing out the first pitch, I yes. think. And he's also going to be playing the entrance song live. When Edwin Diaz comes out, yeah, if, which is if, crazy. Is he going to come out though? I mean, that's what I'm saying. If he does come out and it's a safe to. situation, bro, you have to come out. Um, he's definitely play. I think at that point, like if if it's a big lead, like oh, dude, the dude's here. You got to bring like, him out. You got to bring him out. Like, uh, like I hope he doesn't have to pitch Monday, so they're saving him for that moment because he's there for a reason. You know, and it's not like this is something new for Edwin Diaz. He's been using this song since 2018 when he had that breakout year, and we traded him a year later. It's just because of his lights out this year, the TikTok, the videos, just him yeah, running there, everyone going crazy. When you it's hear caught that, fire. When you hear that noise, it's like, here we go. Yeah. Um, and, and it's weird. As Mets fans, we know that song, and it's, it's funny how it's catching this year. Oh, yeah. It's funny that we're hearing it in the Phillies uh, <laughs> when they're playing us and stuff like that. Atlanta, everyone um, throwing shade and stuff. But, but mm. no, I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, if that happens and we get to catch it, we're definitely going to have to make a video on that, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Y'all I, like, I, can't, I can't wait to see how they do it and stuff Like if it does happen on Tuesday. Man. Yeah. So now we're all hyped to see that, that thing. See, that's yeah. another thing that's cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, we talked about recently about, you know, what the Angels are going to do with Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Otani's payday is yep. coming up real soon. Absolutely. So we're like, how can you afford all these big deals? Like, what is this guy going to do? Is he going to tear it all down, trade, rebuild? Well, it came out that he's exploring to sell the team, and people believe that the Angels will sell faster and quicker than Washington because Washington's also exploring too. So, you know, um, the current owner of the Angels have owned teams since he bought it from Disney. Wow. For just under $200 million. Oh, my. Lord. When they did the Forbes did the you know franchise, they're um two point two billion dollars. So you're talking about technically from when you bought it, if he sells it for that price, a two billion dollar increase. Of course he's paid dues along the line, but man, like who I mean I wonder set. who's gonna come out to try to buy these because especially you have the tri- player in my draw. Yes, the injury news is kind of swirling, but then the chance to try to convince Otani to stay look. Or do you take a flip like Soto deal to get a bunch of prospects? Yes. I don't think – I don't like you said, the, there's a better chance that they're going to sell faster or quicker than the Nationals. And I think the main reason is because of the real estate. This team is in L.A. Yeah, it, you know, it's not down the street from Disneyland. But either way, either way you cut it, people California. like California. The real estate in California is super expensive. So if you can buy a team there, I think that would absolutely sell. And then also, I think if you can keep Trout and Otani, that's fine. But I feel like it's a better opportunity for them to get rid of those players, get some really good return for it. And now you've got a pretty solid team moving. Yeah. And then and this is the bigger thing is, like, you know how Trout committed to this owner. And if he sells and it's like, this gives you more reason. Trout's like, look, man, I get it. This is not a bad. This is a bad team. We have a lot of work to do. And you're just here. If you want to tear it down, I get it. Like I'll accept a trade. Like well, let's work together. Like who knows? This would be a crazy off season because by opening day next year, 
Angels could have a brand new owner. Exactly. And a whole new team. Yeah. Because um, what I'm seeing for the future is I'm seeing that, like you said, uh, Trout and Otani get moved. I'm seeing Trout in Dodger blue <laughs> because why not? <laughs> and I'm seeing Otani in Mets colors. That's all That's all it is. Just, it, you heard gonna, it here it's, first. It's going to be hard <laughs> to see Otani on the East Coast, but who knows? Somebody's got to do it. It's got to happen sooner or later. But, yeah, like, so the biggest thing I think is going to be the sell first. If the sell gets, like, traction goes quick, of course, the owner's got to prove. And if that's before the winter meetings, then, yeah, before or during spring spring training, they could agree to the deal or the sale. Who knows? But, man, this came out real quick that selling this team. So, um, All right. Well, speaking of winter meetings and stuff like that, it is the greatest time for baseball coming up, guys. I don't know if you know. But I always get excited when this comes around. The World Baseball Classic. The WBC is back. And what's more exciting is the players that are signing up to be part of the squad. Yeah. So, you know, it's been, of course, a couple of years because of COVID and stuff. And, yes, Team USA is defending champs technically still. So it is this year coming up, um, you know, of course, during spring training. And the first name was the biggest name when they first announced it when Trout said he's yes. doing it. I'm like, finally. Somebody's got to lead the way. I'm like, Finally, like, because for years we're like, when you're gonna do it? Like, same thing with the home run derby. It's like, like, when you're gonna do this? But, you know, I think I think I saw a video with Derek Jeter going to the Hall of Fame, seeing his plaque and stuff. Like, he's like, and they showed his the WCB series. Like, that's the only time I ever got a chance to wear the Team USA. He's like, because you know, from high school, I wasn't on Team USA. How it is now, with all the young kids, yep. the youth sixteen ball. He's like, so that's my only chance, and that's my greatest moment. So now you're getting like trout. It's like, okay. That's one big name. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's exciting, man. And then they just keep adding, and then one get added today. Like, I'm like, another one. Mookie, Mookie Betts? Yeah, I'm like, wow. I'm like, we are stacking. Like, only thing I'm waiting for is these pitchers to start falling. So I'm wondering if that's going to be down the line. Let's get the other butt. So, you know, first it was Trout. Then Goldsmith, Harper, Trevor Story, Pete Alonzo, uh, Noel Arenado, JT Ramuto, and Cedric Mullins have all announced the tent to play for Team USA. Dream team, man. I'm like, like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was excited last time when, like, or, or, or the time when um, David Wright was, like, oh, captain. captain. Yeah, but, Captain America. But this team right here, how are y'all going to beat us? So now with, you know, adding Mookie Betts, <laughs> now, like, you have a problem with the outfield, which is a good problem, because now you got technically Harper, Trout, Cedric Mullins and Mookie Betts as outfielders. Wild. It's wild. And you know what's even crazier? Is that, yes, this team is starting to look like the dream team, and I don't see how anybody's going to beat them at all. I don't care who it is. This team right now is solid. I don't care what pitching it is. You can bring out the little kids to pitch. This is a solid team. Yeah. But we also got Ken Griffey Jr. on the coaching staff. Yeah. So if you go to the coaching staff, which we'll do in a second. But so now if you think about it, there's only one position technically open. All right. What is it? It's shortstop. That's easy. So and think about it because now you have – Pete Alonzo of Goldsmith at first base, so the other one's going to be DH. Absolutely. So that one's already solved, probably. Solved. So so now it's like, who could be shortstop? Trey Turner. I love the idea of Trey Turner being there, too. Trey Turner, 100%. So, so, but I'm wondering, because he's going to be probably signed that big contract, is that something that his, his new team be okay with him with? He's already got a teammate committed, Mookie Betts. If he can play, if Trey he, Turner Yeah, if can he play. resigns to the Dodgers, yeah, That's all I can I'm see saying. it. Well, but, you're right, you're right. Yeah, if he it goes depends. somewhere else, team might, well, we, we don't want our, you know, our $300 million investment not, before will, even he, playing a field with us, I so. agree. You're right because he will be. He's um, going to get that 300 million dollar plus. Um, but you got, but like you said, you got Trevor Story up there. 
Um, I wonder if you could move some people around. Yeah, you know, Trevor Story is technically a shortstop, but he's been playing second baseman, so we'll see. But I guess Nolan Arenado will stay at third. Yeah. I don't think anybody else is really put there. JT Real Muto, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really so wondering who's going to be the next couple well, guys. Look, but we still got to wait for some guys. Yeah, some, somebody else could be like, hey, what are we going to do? Dude, it's, especially if it lights out, if you get like a DeGrom and Scherzer pitching. In the World Baseball Classic. It's a wrap. Especially for Serger. You think this is probably the last time he'll get a chance to. Because mm-hmm. it's like every three, four years, like the Olympics. So it's like, who knows three or four years if Scherzer's going to be playing still. So this could be his last chance. So he might say, let's do it. He should. He's pitching really good. He should. And so should um, Verlander. I'm, I'm almost certain probably Stroman if he wants him. Because he's been playing, I think, two times now. And he was a big pitcher for that defending team. Like, he's probably really down to do it. So, I'm, I'm very interested in what other pitchers and stuff. But, like you said, coaching staff. First was the new manager, Mark DeRo- uh, DeRosa. I'm like, why do I know that name? I'm like, MLB TV, the analyst. But he's also a former player. Mm-hmm. And he actually played in the World Baseball Classic years ago. So, but then they, like, then they start announcing the rest. Okay. And he pitted as your pitching coach. Like, yes. And yes. Ken Griffey Jr. is your hitting coach. I'm like, yo. I'm yes. like. That's what I'm saying. Who? Okay, so look. Before you get to f- further, as a player, as a young kid, who does not want to be part of this team right now? How yeah. can you miss that experience? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And um, I think, like, what is it? Unfortunately, Team USA is in Phoenix for the opening round. I was like, oh, they're not in Miami. That sucks. But it, but it was. I was like, and oh. Japan was there, I think, last time. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, but I think um, Miami is Pool D, which is Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and then a qualifier team. I'm like, that's still a solid team to go down to Miami for. But then the quarterfinals is in Miami, which if Team USA should move around the first round, would be in the quarterfinals in Miami. But the finals is in Miami this year. So it's like, ooh, like how much are tickets? I, I haven't really dug deep into it because I know we've talked about it before this is, doing. This is like an all star game. Yeah, we can see Team USA. So oh. pool pool C is in Phoenix, Arizona. Pool D is in Miami. Pool B is in Tokyo, Japan, and nice. then uh, Pool A is in uh, what is it? Uh, Chinese Tape. Oh, so that's different. So yeah, so Pool A is Chinese Tape, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and one of the qualifier teams. Pool B is Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and a qualifier team. Pool C is USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and a qualifier team. And like I said, D is already Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Zero, and the other qualifying team. So, man, but still, like, these players and these coaches, it's getting you excited for the World Baseball Classic yeah, if you're not. Did we go through all the coaches? I know I kind of interrupted you. So, yeah, so, yeah we, went, we started going through them, but the two big ones that were, were Griffey and Petty, but then we got some others. Um, bench coach is Jerry Manuel, our former manager. Uh, first base coach is Luke How- Collar. Third base coach is Dino Edmond, and bullpen coach is Dave uh, uh, Righty Die. Righty Die. You know, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> you know um, what? I also another thing I like to think about when we talk about World Baseball Classic is that we only think about you know current players here that are playing. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, I think it was a Team Canada or something, where the retired players came out of retirement mm-hmm. to play ball. That's always exciting, too. I kind of think of, like, Ty Kelly. I know he played for, like, Netherlands or something when he uh, for us. After, yeah, he kind of. I mean, he was still playing ball at that time, but I'm just saying, like, there was, like, two brothers, I think, that were pitchers that came out of retirement to play for Team Canada or something like that. I think I know you're talking about. I just can't remember. Right, but what I'm saying, wouldn't that be interesting to see what other uh, – Guys representing their countries, you know, when the baseball class yeah, comes remember, around. Remember, um, 
during the Olympics last year. We um, Todd Frazier, remember the he, Todd father? He went. He decided to go to the Olympics because yeah. he wasn't playing, and they can't silver medal. Like that's something like that's cool, man. That's even like his baseball back for that one year because Japan wanted it. I think eventually it should come back. It needs to come back. So especially softball. if there's a chance where, like, I know, like hockey does it where they do take a break sometimes, let the big guys go do it. Yeah. Imagine if said a World Baseball Classic it. and they did a true Olympic gold medal. I think World Baseball is close to Olympics now it because is. I mean, of what it they is. give. It is. And these teams, but I always a, get excited for the Baseball yeah. Classic, man. And it's weird because it's before the MLB season, so like people are there spring training for like two weeks and they go to camp. For yeah. Team USA or Team Venezuela, Puerto Rico and stuff. I bet it's a little weird like for the people who don't go to the World Baseball Classic. Well, I just remember it was crazy because last time I think uh, – I don't, I don't know if I'm mixing this up with the w, uh, w, uh, KBO, but I remember like the last time the Classic was around, we were like up super early because Japan, they were playing games or whatever. Or it was like they had like 6 o'clock or something in the morning. I think was that was on. KBO, but um, – like I said, like pool A and stuff that does happen. Well, where I, no, if you want to watch, it had to be around 2015. There must have been WBC around 2015. I think the finals was that year in Japan. I just maybe. remember we were living in Virginia Beach and I, I was watching the game before I was even going to wake up. I think it was. So I yeah, think, I think yeah, because I think <laughs> I think last year's finals or last time World Baseball Classic yeah. it was in Arizona. So this time it's in Miami. But I think the last like time it, before that was in Japan. I think one That's of the finals. That's what I'm saying. Like, or even if it was like the opening rounds or something. I just yeah. know that we were watching ball yeah. when everybody should be sleeping. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, those games. Whew. But anyways, uh, back to my main point, uh, the World Baseball Classic. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you definitely need to check it out because it is one of my favorite thing, yeah. events. And I think when we looked at last time when we were just one of the opening rounds because we were talking about possibly going to spring training for a couple of days and then hit a game or two of the World Baseball Classic since we're not far from it. And it wasn't that expensive, I think, especially for the early games. You go upper deck. It's like whatever, just experience it. And I think that's something like because I'm also need to start saving for in four years is World Cup for soccer. That's going to be here in America in four years. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm disappointed it's not in D.C. Yeah. Or Baltimore. So the next closest one, I think, is either Philly or Georgia. OK. I'm like, ooh, that's a little more expensive. But I think just experiencing that once, it's just like World Baseball Classic. You want to experience it. And I think it's a bucket list item. I think it's a possible doable this year. We'll keep. We'll see what we can. And I like where the team's heading. So last week we talked about Texas Rangers finding their manager. We're like, I think this is more of a problem. Upper GM, yeah, baseball operations. Yeah, we talked about that. Well, days later, it happened. Baseball operations, longtime GM, John Daniels, was told his contract was not being renewed and was fired. You know, when you been, was the uh, the youngest GM back in 05 when you took over this team, but the owner said he'd been contemplating for months. You know, we haven't been good for six years, he said. And, and especially after lying. spending that half a billion dollars on two players and still haven't gotten better as a team, it's, it's like something's got to move, and he was the last one there. Like, you know, at 28 and back in October 25 when he took over the GM job, he was the youngest – and then he added the title of baseball operations in 2013. Um, so it's like, man, but, you know, like you said. Well, I mean, they, they, you got to think about it. Like you said, they haven't been good. They even bought a new stadium, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, like you can't course, keep spending money. You know, he looked great because, you know, those two years where they went to back-to-back World Series and unfortunately lost, but was within a strike of winning World Series two nights in a row. That is disgusting. That one hurts probably for them. But, you know, then the rebuilding stage, all multiple use season, moving into the new brand new state of art stadium. 
But then, you know, he lost 102 games after, you know, that 2020 season. And then this year you're looking at it again like a very terrible season. Yeah. Like I said, you're spending all this money. You spent a billion dollars on a new ballpark, and you guys aren't doing nothing. It's like you got you to gotta change something. So we know that Texas is a mindset that right now that they want to win, which is great because they're going to have a good team soon. I just don't know when. Yeah. Like we thought maybe they could take a step with these two guys, help uh, help get the other guys around them, but they just haven't been it this year. It's unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. You think you're spending that much money on especially those two big names and – to just i don't even think improve your record or like at point they're they're kind of making some noise and then they cooled right back down it's like especially that division where you know houston's houston but yeah angels have not been there so that could have been got a team you're in front of but you're behind them like you're last place actually no wait they're, they're not last place they're right oakland's there <laughs> my bad <laughs> for now you're better than oakland at least but still it's you spend that much money, you expect to be second or third in that division, but fourth, I don't think is is good. So, so yeah. Um, I don't think I got anything else. You got anything else, Alan? Nope. I think that's it for this week, guys. Yeah. Um. So, oh, I'll say one thing. Did you see the tweet the other night that Baltimore did no, for the little world uh, classic, uh-uh. the little league? Uh, We'll put it up here for y'all to see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, so I'll put it up here, but it says, well, this is weird. Most most games in Little League parks are against the Yankees. So I'm like, shade. That's funny. Shade. That is funny, though. It is kind of funny because, like I said, a pop fly in most places is a home run in the stadium. It is. So, it really is. But, yeah, I think that's all for us this week. Watch some baseball. Subscribe to our our other platforms. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Oh, my God. Where is this? All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. And if you want even more what we talk about in here with the Beanball Podcast, please check out our Instagram, our TikTok, and, of course, that YouTube page. Go if you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe with your friends. Click that bell so you get notifications anytime we upload, you know, weekly episodes here more content over there. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.